Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dave with Dynasty Dorks. We're a year-round fantasy football podcast, and we do Dynasty and Redraft content. Thanks for the follow. Good luck this week. going on guys it is april 13th we got about a week and a day was it two uh, two weeks till the draft um two weeks in the day um so let's do a super flex rookie mock draft i had we had one of the dynasty nerds that was going to join the show unfortunately she's got some school work school work is more important than fantasy football boys and girls Um, glad she's doing that (laughs) we got the guys on um so we we want to we want to get this thing rolling. We're gonna do a super flex rookie mock draft twelve team, and then we're gonna talk you know talk about some of the rookies and where they're at. Obviously, there's gonna be a shakeup after the draft, but it's good to kind of see where people are now. And there's a lot of players out there that have taught us that talent really matters, and it's not always about the landing spot. So let's check out some of these guys, and uh, let's let's get this thing rolling. Um, Let's uh let's let's start the draft. J- actually, Jason took the number one. Let's uh let's go. Hopefully that notified everybody. Jason, you are on the clock, sir. So um kind of a joke this week with a couple of the guys is uh catchphrases. So um, there's a lot of people that are kind of going out and kind of saying their own thing and things like that. So I got to come up with a catchphrase. Um, so I don't know if you guys got to catch up with one or not, but I have an idea for my catchphrase, and I think it'd be pretty original. My, my wife is my biggest fan. So every show I am going to have to say, hey, Jotty, because that's my wife's name. So hey, Jotty, thanks for watching. How do you spell that? That is an interesting name. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, it's actually Jadira. So it's Y A D I R A. Nice. That's yeah. real interesting. Yep. So My wife's name is Lauren. Way Lauren. more interesting, you know. Hey, hey, not Lauren. basic. <laughs> Mine, mine's Aaron, so it's like super original, right? Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, Garrison, get where's your brother at? He's about to get autoed. Mm, hate to see it. Okay. Jason, it, everybody knows Brees Hall's the one one anyway, so it doesn't really matter. If if any pick was auto picked, I'm glad it's at least the one one. Yeah, for sure. Let's go team. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go team. Let's go. So Brees Hall's the auto. He's the. Is that new? The Let's yeah, Go that's Team new thing. To me. So, Brees Hall's the 101. Any questions for you guys? Is anyone else that you're considering? If it's a startup in a vacuum, do you do you go Garrett Wilson? Uh, if potentially. That's your, if that's your one? Potentially. He's my wide receiver one. Drake London. You like Drake, Drake London? London? That's your two. guy? No, Drake London's not my guy. Oh, I, okay. was just, I was just eating the, the, the pick. Drake London at two, no quarterbacks. This is a super flex, no quarterbacks, which is, is not necessarily a huge surprise. Wow. Ooh. Is that Spiller? Oh. No, it's Kenneth Walker. No, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. I don't mind Kenneth Walker there. 
But I guess you guys are going to make me take Malik Willis. I think Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker would be that guy in the draft that, like, if he if he would if he would fall to the Chargers to like spell Austin Eckler, that's perfect. It's like the the guy, right? Somebody that can just he's got so a you hear, power. You back. hear the sounds there? That that wow means that you really reached. And uh, oh, maybe, I've reached. Maybe okay. it's uh, it's not counting in the the fact that this is a super flex. But Malik Willis comes off as the QB1. Kenny Pickett as the QB2. Um, Malik Willis was our consensus number one quarterback. When I added it up, he was number one, number one, and number two on our consensus ranks. Um, Justin, what what makes Malik Willis your top quarterback? In a, in a year where the quarterbacks aren't really the spice of the draft, I think you're looking, you know, every, it's everyone's hot topic, right? You're looking for that guy that can catch lightning in a bottle, has those toolsy type skill set that can really pop, you know, and the guy has unmatched arm talent in this, in this draft. And he's, you know, he'll run a four, four, uh, you know, he's probably one of the most game ready to plug in that, in this draft, in my opinion. Hmm. Let's go, Steve. Might have threw him off with the. <clears throat> oh no! Oh no! Traylon, Traylon Burks, right there. All right, so you might just got a gift there, Justin. Agreed. Hey, dude. So, um, so you're shooting for the upside with Malik Willis. It, it has to be, uh, you know, I, Kenny Pickett kind of worries me. Um, the ACC was a down year. He did have a really good grade based on PFF's grading system, but he has, you know, I don't, I don't have to talk about the small hands or anything like that. I don't think that's like the, the most considering factor, but, um, I just don't know that you got a lot of upside there. And in a, in a year where the drafts, not that great. I want upside. I'm with you on that. Um, he was also my number one. So you had him at number two. Uh, so Pope said, any concerns with, you know, Malik Willis? Uh, the rankings that I really sent you are like my draft rankings. So kind of like, I really think Kenny Pickett's the first quarterback taken. Um, but as far as fantasy goes, I'm probably going to take Malik Willis just because he has a safer floor because he's going to be at least able to give you that Jalen, wow. that Jalen Hurts style rookie season, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of that rushing floor, like Justin alluded to with the four four. Um, there's a lot to be worried about. I still think with Malik Willis. I mean, he has a ton of talent. The question just comes: Can he refine it all and kind of reel everything in and do well with that? Uh, I think Kenny Pickett personally is the most ready quarterback so i think that's why he'll probably be first overall i think that my guess is carolina is the team that's going to take him uh and i think he'll play day one so i think that's why i think kenny pickett going right after malik willis isn't terrible um we see corral at 11 makes a lot of sense i think there's a lot of upside in corral um just another guy that isn't totally ready yet yeah you think more upside in Corral over Hal? I know you, we, you and I differed a little bit in our in our list. 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think we know who Sam Howell is. Sam Howell's kind of proven what he is. I feel like Sam Howell's your QB two, wow. like Derek Carr, you know, maybe Kurt Cousins, wow. Baker Mayfield kind of player. Um, I think Matt Corral could easily be a QB one. I mean, there's there's more risk to Matt Corral and even Desmond Ritter. I think both those guys athletically and both like arm talent is better than Sam Howell. I think Howell is refined and I think he's good. I don't think he's bad. I just don't think if you're shooting fantasy, I think Sam Howell is just kind of like a middling quarterback. You know, he reminds me a lot of like Daniel Jones. Like he kind of like he's good. He's way more mobile than Daniel Jones, but like he's good. I'm just not overly like I need Sam Howell. You know what I mean? Like I just, I see, I don't see as much upside like Desmond Ritter's crazy fast. He has that ability to be a dual threat quarterback, kind of what the NFL's looking for. And he has good arm talent. The question just comes, you know what I mean? Like refining that. It's the same thing with Corral, mm-hmm. where I th- feel like Howell already is who Howell is. You know what I mean? I mean, there might be a little bit of a step up once he gets NFL coaching, but I just feel like, I don't know. Well, I'm going to reset the draft real quick just so you guys know where we're at. So we got Brees Hall, Drake London. Kenneth Walker at 103, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Traylon Burks at 106, Garrett Wilson 107, Jamison Williams 108, Isaiah Spiller 109, Chris Olave 110, Matt Corral 111, Sky Moore 112. Yes, we're doing it snake. It's a rookie mock draft. Obviously, in your rookie drafts, you're doing it straight, but we are not. We don't have actual teams. So I want to reward the guys that are drafting at the back and not getting the fun of getting Brees Hall. Um, so John got Rashad White at 201. Mark got George Pickens 202. I took Desmond Ritter at 203. Sam Howell went 204. Then we had Jahan Dotson 205. Justin took Christian Watson 206. Steve apologized for for missing his his pick, but the best apologies change behavior, Steve. Oof. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Sky Moore at 112 is definitely definitely very interesting to me. Um, he, he's kind of my, he's like that Elijah Moore this year, right? Everybody's talking about the guy that just like kind of does everything. He's kind of got a high floor. Yeah, I just, I like Sky Moore a lot. I think he's got a lot of, Ability and upside. I think landing spot's going to be key for him. For sure. And obviously that that jump, you know what I mean, going from the Mac to this, aka the NFL. Um, I do worry a little bit. Um, but see, like I would have probably, if I had my choice, I think I would have taken Pickens over Sky more just there. But I'm also like absurdly high on George Pickens, so. Yes, yeah, Skymore is really interesting. He's got um they talked about this on Move the Sticks about his play strength. And, you know, he does not profile as a number one. And I think that's where the concerns are with him because he's more of a Sterling Shepherd than he is uh an Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you even though he's a smaller receiver, you just don't really see him as a number one. And you can see where George Pickens with his build, how you could see him. You can visualize George Pickens being the number one of an offense. I don't really you can think you can see it with Sky Moore. 
I think Sky Moore is a perfect pick, though, for somebody like a Green Bay or, heaven forbid, a Kansas City who needs depth, like, and could, in Green Bay, in Green Bay situation, could double up. Like, do they go Sky Moore, George Pickens? Do they go Sky Moore, high outside big guy, like Christian Watson? I don't. Yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. Um, what I what I think is interesting right here is even though it's a super flex, you only got three first round quarterbacks. Obviously, that could change with draft capital. Um, but look at all the blue. Look at all that blue. You got running back at one, three, and then don't have another running back till nine, and then another running back until two oh one, and then we just saw our fifth running back off the board at, at two oh nine. So you have five running backs, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White, Zamir White, Damian Pierce, and here comes the running back run. Here, there's going to be a run on running backs here. Um, Trey McBride, David Bell. Okay. So no no running backs yet, but I feel like there, there's more coming. Yeah, I agree. I, well, I know that there's going to be another one. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe a lied. Yep, we got um, one. I think that the third and fourth round should be full of a lot of running backs in this class. I think there's a lot of guys that um, are going to be role type running backs out of this class. Uh-huh. And I just feel like the wide receivers dry up pretty quick. Um, there's really only one wide receiver left that I have any interest in. And then the rest are probably running backs that I'd want. So I feel like this is if, most people feel the same. I don't know if they do. Uh, I feel like this is how a lot of rookie drafts are going to look. Um, you're going to be pretty heavy on wide receivers and quarterbacks early. Mm-hmm. Trey McBride's probably going to be a second-round pick. Um, I was debating Trey McBride at 2-9, so he probably definitely wouldn't uh, won't leave the second round uh, with him going at 2-12. Mm-hmm. But I think the third round is going to be full of a lot of these just like running backs that you're going to take a shot on because really after – like I said, there's like two wide receivers, I think, that, well, maybe three that most people probably like. Um, I could be just speaking for myself, but there's like three left, you know, and depending on Carson Strong, many people may pass on him. I don't think he's going to be a super high pick. Uh, it depends on how they feel with like your league. Um, but yeah, I'm going to skip right back. But um, I think that. Like the wide receivers kind of dry up, you know, where the running backs, there's a lot of these guys that are rolly type players. Yeah, I, I, I like what you said there. And shout out to Coach oh, Garrison okay. and Coach. I should have just sent you the StreamYard link so you guys come hang out. But um, there's there's just, yeah, there, there's this thought about, well, this is a lot. There's a lot of depth in this class. So there's, there's not much high-end talent, but there's a lot of depth. And then you do drafts. And, like, so I've been doing a lot of PFF and Pro Football Network drafts. And I'm in the fourth round or third round going, okay, I this is why you do a mock draft because there's no receivers left. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can get some you know running backs at that point, but you can't get receivers in the actual draft. It's the same thing for your NFL drafts. I mean, it just drives up pretty quick. And for the NFL teams – you're gonna be you're gonna see these guys fly up the boards because they need if they need certain things. If you need a big bodied receiver, there's only so many. If you need a speed guy, there's only so many. If you're looking for someone to, that does both, you have got to take them in the first round. There's there's not a lot of guys that can do both that are gonna be available day two. 
maybe you know George Pickens in in the second in the second round, but I would not be shocked at all if George Pickens goes in in the first round. I I kind of think that you're going to see a lot of them in the second round. Uh, I just did like a mock draft earlier this week, at least two of them. I think Christian Watson. I mean, he's kind of gaining some more steam, but I think Watson and Pickens go in the second round uh, <clears throat> along with John Mechie. But I do agree, and Sky Moore, but. Steve, no, no, no surprise, no surprise, Steve. Who took what? What? Steve? Who's Steve? Steve, Steve's that he apologized. Uh-huh. He apologized for the auto. Oh, he autoed again. And he autoed again, Steve. Steve. Come on. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think you see a lot of these wide receivers go in the first round. Um, just because, like you said, it dries up pretty quick, and I think you'll see like some of the running backs fall. And then other skilled or other just normal positions that aren't skilled. Yeah. I did a mock and I have five going in the first round. I do not have Pickens going the first round. Five receivers in the first round. I could see uh, I could see where Pickens goes in the first round, but I don't have him there. Yeah, either do I. I don't I don't know. He might. I mean, I guess it depends on what they who wants what, you know. I, I feel like Kansas City's a dark horse there with the back two picks. At the end of the first round, depending on, I think they take a receiver. Uh, it just depends what they want, you know, and who's there. Wow. Um, I think he's a steal. I think he's a steal in in fantasy drafts because I think Pickens? a lot. Of, yeah, I think a yeah. lot of people will kind of sleep on him with it coming off the injury. Oh, for sure. I think George Pickens at two. I mean, even here, two two is a little is eh, all right. Um, I feel like that's kind of where he's going to be, especially if he gets a good landing spot. Though he might drive up, but. I feel like so many people are high on Drake London, Traylon Burks, Wilson, Williams, and Olave that a lot of people don't have him. You know, like, really, he's the next guy for a lot of people maybe there. So I feel like he's, like, in the right spot. You know, he might you could maybe flip him with Corral and more, depending on the team. You know what I mean? If you're looking at an actual 111 team, they might be loaded at quarterback, and they might skip there, yeah. you know. Yep. But... But really, you're looking at like these guys, you know, like Dave, I like Alex Pierce. Um, I just have been finishing up with his stuff today and like clear secure. I think those are two great picks late um, just because those two guys I like, but I don't think they're going to get like crazy capital. Mm-hmm. But like Khalil Shakir is a lot like like um, almost like that versatile weapon Swiss Army knife. And I think that he could end up being, if, if he stays at that draft, like capital and rookie drafts, like 4 3, that's a steal, I think. Yeah, I think he's a ready made slot and reminds me a lot of Golden Tate. Yeah. And Pierce is, you know, he's kind of a poor man's Michael Pittman. Yeah. I, he's a little bit faster than I thought he was going to be. Oh, yeah. That, I was listening to the six about him today and they were talking about him being someone they, they just keep picturing him in Seattle. Yeah. And I know they were kind of talking about the, you know, possible um, DK Metcalf trade. And, you know, I, you don't think it happens, but a lot of the things they talked about, you know, money wise were, you know, look at the quarterbacks, Derek Carr got $40 million today. So if you're an above average quarterback, you're going to get $40 million per year. You look at a team like the Titans. You, yeah, Garrison. See, I was. I mean, that's that's what I was listening to today, and um, 
you look at the Titans, they could be a sneaky team to go get a quarterback in the draft. And the reasoning is, you know, you have a $30 million above average or, or average quarterback when you can go get a rookie quarterback for $3 million, you know, each year of the next five and then go pay AJ Brown and start, you know, setting the team up. It's, it's, it's tough. It's a hard year to do that. Much money. Aha. You guys it's a, hard, have them. <clears throat> it's a hard year to do that. Yeah. I could see it. my sneaky team to take the quarterbacks, the giants, Dave, uh, I think Sleeping that, on my boy, Daniel Jones, yeah, that ball turned him around. Yeah, you got like one or two options. Either Dable doesn't really like Daniel Jones and he goes and gets his quarterback or he just says, all right, let's give it a whirl with Daniel Jones. We'll draft one next year. But they have a ton of picks this year. I think in the second round, if somebody falls to them, I think they're going to have a hard time saying no um, at like 36 personally. Um, I don't think they're going to take one at like five or seven. I think they just wait it out. And if like a Desmond Ritter or a Matt Corral follow them at 36, I could see them maybe risking it and taking a guy. Um, but Tennessee's interesting. I like that, like you had said, Dave, um, that you were listening to as far as like you got that kind of average to above average quarterback, game manager type quarterback that you are paying a lot of money to that's coming up on a contract. And like you said, you can go out and you can get the cheaper option. You're going to have to pay A.J. Brown here in a little bit. We're seeing it now with all the wide receivers getting their money. Crazy money. Um, well, and and that's also, the conversation, too. I see, can I also think, see they're going to go a different route of, like, we have a now to win. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like really, Derrick Henry, how many years does he have left? And, like, I well, think and they're they not saying just, get rid of Tannehill this year. They're saying you yeah. draft, draft one. You cut bait from Tannehill next year because you can basically just get rid of his contract. Yeah, I think they'd be more wise to go wide receiver in round one. Um, Agreed. And then I don't know if they have a. They, they need another edge rusher too. They got two. They got they get they don't have a second round pick because they gave it to That's Atlanta for Julio. I I I like them taking a wide receiver in one. Um, I mean, I know they brought Robert Woods in, but like just add another weapon. I mean, that defense is still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were the one seed, you know, they just, they were struck with injuries, you know, Derrick oh. Henry comes back you and add a playmaker on the edge for Tannehill again. And I think Austin Hooper's a sneaky signing mm-hmm. um, at tight end there. And I think that they need to rush the passer though. I think they need yeah. another edge rusher. Yeah. I, I can, I can see them getting an edge rusher or getting a corner um, I think in my mock, I actually think I think I gave him to Kobe Dean because he's a linebacker, but he can also blitz. Um, the same conversation they had with the receivers because the receivers are now making thirty million dollars a year. So you're looking at you know, you know, even guys like Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams are getting traded because you and you don't go okay. I'm you know Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson. You that just like ended up perfectly for Minnesota. Because you got Stefan Diggs making $25, $30 million a year over there. Buffalo's happy. But they got Justin Jefferson. He's making like $3 million a year. And so if you asked who won that trade, it, I mean, the, the Vikings are getting a better deal because they're getting the guy on, on che- a cheaper play. And when it comes down to it for, you know, the, these trades that were made, 
You look at the the big trade from the the Dolphins, um, the Chiefs. Let's say they go get Jamison Williams. Is Jamison Williams comparable to Tyreek Hill? No. But you're going, okay, Jamison Williams plus this player, plus that player, plus this player, because you've got an extra $30 million in cap because you're not paying that huge number, and you you can stretch that out over the next four or five years. And so you can't look at it like player to player. So then you look at the quarterbacks. So they said, okay, so you got um, Jared Goff. Do you think Kenny Pickett is a huge upgrade from Jared Goff or, or Sam Darnold? Maybe it's not a huge upgrade, but you're paying these guys $30 million a year. You're paying Kenny Pickett peanuts. And then you can go, you get Kenny Pickett plus. You get Kenny Pickett plus a lineman. Kenny Pickett plus a receiver you know, plus a, a defender. So I think that's where the, the money's really going to be interesting. Cause you're, you're all these guys are in the middle, like Trubisky and stuff like that. They're not getting big money, but none of, none of them can cut bait with those guys. Though. That's the hard part. Like they already picked up the option on Sam Darnold. So he, his 18 million is going to be in Carolina, whether you like it or not. Like, yeah, you got, that's a tough pill to swallow. Well, it, yeah, it is. It is. And, and Ryan Tannehill's tough pill to swallow. I mean, somehow Atlanta got out of the rug from um, Matt Ryan's monster oh, contract. And somehow the Colts got rid of Carson Wentz. I don't, the Colts came out looking like like uh, you know masters and that old Yeah, thing. so look, Matt Ryan went for, what, a third-round pick, and the Washington Redskins gave up two seconds for Carson Wentz? A third and, and potential. Contract? The one one can convert to that's a second place 70% right. of the snaps. That's right. And that's a contract talk. That's why. Who wants Matt Ryan's contract? You know, they, they got him for a third because he they owe him so much money. You I know mean, what I mean? But like, Wentz, though? Like, Wentz, how much is Wentz owed this year? Not as much as Matt Ryan. But the, the, the Falcons the Falcons ate most of the money, though. Did they? Yeah, it, it, it kind of came out later that the Falcons did right by Matt Ryan and gave him what he wanted because he's only going to sign off on a trade to the Colts. But the, the Falcons ate like $40 million of that $50 million cap. It like, I don't know what happened there, but the Falcons es- essentially traded, uh, traded, and the, the Colts ended up trading Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan plus a third plus like $30 million in cap. Because yeah, Carson Wentz was still making like $28, 30000000 million. If so, you're a Falcons fan, strap up this year because it's, it's let, let's, let's year. go. Let's break down this draft. So you got Brees Hall at the 101, Drake London 102, Kenneth Walker 103. Out of those three picks, Pope, which one do you, do you think that's a that's that's where you expected it, or do you think there's any reaches there? Uh I'm not gonna say they're reaches. I think they're a little bit higher than I thought in Drake London and Kenneth Walker. Uh, but it really comes down to personal preference. Um, so for me, Drake London, I'm not in love with. Um, I know a lot of people are, and probably the majority is, um, but I personally am not. So taking him at one, two seems like a huge reach to me, but there's more people who are probably smarter than me that like Drake London. So I don't hate it. Kenneth Walker, I think could definitely be one, three, depending on where he lands. I think that's going to be huge for him just because I think he has the ability to be a three down back. It's just going to be, where does he go? Yeah. Um, Drake London, I actually just dropped him down my boards. I so on PFF they were talking about this and they said, you know, how many wide receiver ones, not named Keenan Allen, have run a four six or higher? And there's not many. And Drake London has not run a four six, 
but he very likely could. And his speed is questionable. And and when it comes down to it, you know, your elite route runners that can create separation, your speed guys that can create separation are the ones that have been it's easier success for them. And these jump ball guys, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of jump ball guys that have made it in the league, minus maybe like Mike Williams. And that's, that's just even arguable. And and yeah. that, that's very yeah. arguable. It so is. it just makes me really nervous if that's if that's your superpower. Uh, I'll, I see, I'll I'll take the other guys. I, he's Michael Pittman. He's a little bit more athletic and a little bit better, Michael Pittman. I don't even know that he's more athletic. I mean, I think that's a really good comp. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like that USC. They're kind of similar guys. I know that Drake London creates a little bit more separation than people really give him credit. Uh, but he also isn't like a crazy, crazy route runner. You know, he's not Garrett Wilson. He's not Jameson Williams. He's not Chris Olave. Um, I have him right near George Pickens. I think both those guys are very comparable. Um, Drake London might end up being a little bit better. Maybe he's a little bit better, but, um, I just, like I said, I'm not huge on Drake London personally. Uh, but for everything you said, Dave, you know, you saw it last year, you know, it, that's where the NFL is going is these quick separation guys, uh, speedy guys that kind of can win quick, get the ball in their hands and make plays. I mean, and he's not really that. Yeah. And so, uh, so the, th- the guys are, you know, doing the research over there. Um, you know, one again with Keenan Allen, the inside guys like Jarvis Landry, Keenan Allen, even Cooper Cup is more of an inside receiver. Those guys, those those ran a little bit slower. DeAndre Hopkins was a four seven, but I believe he had like a like a knee issue at the combine. He ran like a four seven. Um, but Devontae Adams was a four five six, so that's a good one, Coach Craig. Um, there's a couple guys, but there really isn't any. Uh, Garrison says he's Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans is a good comp too. A That's, Mike Evans is faster though. Mike I think Evans Mike like Evans is faster, faster and bigger. I think he's a he's a just a little bit more. He's um, stockier. Evans, yeah. Yeah, London's tall. What's he? Say? He's six six five and a half. Six four. He's six, six four. four. He's yeah, like he's, Michael he's, Thomas from a, a like body style comp. And maybe he's someone that moves to the slot. <laughs> I mean, he played slot when they had a Monroe St. Brown. Um, so he could maybe moves to the slot and, and maybe that's where he makes his hay as a big slot. And maybe that's maybe, maybe I'm missing that, but um, yeah, th- those are my concerns with him. I don't hate him, but I just tried, dropped him down to four in my rankings. Um, we got Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Traylon Burks. So Willis was our consensus one. Pickett was our, was tied for our, cons- actually Pickett was our, Pickett was, Pickett was actually tied for our consensus four because he was really high on Pope's board, but low on, on mine and Justin's. Yeah, I think that it's all going to come to a landing spot. You know, if Pickett lands in Carolina in a super flex draft, getting him at one five is a steal, really. I mean, he's going to start day one. I mean, I guess you could end up having a Zach Wilson season or a Trevor Lawrence type season out of it. Um, but I just feel like there's a lot of weapons in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, 
DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, I'm not ready to give up on. I mean, Tommy Tremble's a little gadget guy, CMC, Chubba Hubbard, and then whoever else they add in the draft. You know, like, there's good potential there. I think Pickett at eh, 1-5 probably seems right. Um, I think Willis at 1-4 was a little late. But, yeah, I think that both those make sense to me. So, um, you know, back to Carolina. Carolina is someone that I, I think that they're a very, very good trade back candidate. Um, and so are the Giants. So the, the Giants have cap issues. They're in a rebuild. They, they could use some capital next year. They have two picks in the top 10. So those are, you know, kind of pricey. So I, I definitely think the Giants are going to move out of five or seven if they can. And Carolina does not have a second or a third round draft pick. So they have pick six, and then they don't pick again to like pick 109. And so something they talked about on Move the Sticks today, which makes just makes a lot of sense, you trade back, you get some more capital, because if you get Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, they're going to be behind a really terrible offensive line, and you have no picks to address it. Right. And you're taking a potentially second-round graded player at six overall. So what you do, you trade back, maybe you don't get – Kenny Pickett, maybe you get Malik Willis or somebody else and you trade back. They, they suggested they trade back to 14 with the uh, Ravens who got a, you know, a couple fourth round picks um, trade with the Ravens. The Ravens can go up and get one of the corners, you know, uh, sauce Gardner or Stingley, or, you know, they can, they could, you know, there could be a team that really likes one of these receivers and wants to get, get ahead of the Falcons and get ahead of the, uh, the jets. Maybe somebody like uh, chargers, or something jumps up there and gets one of these big receivers. Um, but Carolina not, you know, not having to pick in the second or third round makes it a really, it makes a lot of sense for them to trade back. And then it, it's not such a bad deal when you go and take Kenny Pickett at 15 or 14 or whatever, or Malik Willis instead of six. I just don't see, I guess with Carolina with, to, in my opinion, like what is the real upgrade other than contract? for drafting a Kenny Pickett like Malik Willis you're going for the upside like but Kenny Pickett he's not going to be better than Sam Darnold day one mm-hmm. even though Sam Darnold's not good and then you can get out of Sam Darnold's contract and oh heaven forbid we suck next year we got a top pick and we got a little bit potential better quarterback class coming out next year so to me it's yeah I'm with you like I would you know, dream scenario for me with Carolina is Kayvon Thibodeau is falling. One of those edge rushers like uh, Trayvon Walker, somebody that's got some hype behind his name that somebody wants to come up and get in front of someone. This cornerbacks is a good good call by you, Dave. Um, that's kind of the scenario there. Maybe the tackles. I mean, yeah, know, I mean, out, there's outside, outside of Cross, um, Evan Neal and uh, Icky Aquano. Yeah, Aquano. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen. And, you know, with them, even though Sam Donald is there, he is only on a one-year deal. So you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And there's there's a lot of teams that are going to be putting their eggs in getting a quarterback next year. And even though it's a good class, there's only so many of them. So um, we'll, we'll see where these guys go. Is Baker Mayfield a possible option for the Panthers or the Seahawks? I strongly believe the Seahawks will make an offer. The Seahawks got plenty of draft capital, and they're not going to get Jimmy G. I'm not trading anything for Baker. I'm waiting until they cut him. They're not going to cut him. They're going to keep him there. 
Because Watson's I mean, probably not playing this year. Yeah, the NFL, even with, there's no way the NFL lets him play. So, I mean, they brought in Bursette and maybe they go that route, but I think they're going to try and smooth it over and have Baker play this year because he's better than Bursette. And if they can smooth it over, you know what I mean? Because Watson's going to miss some time. There's no way. I mean, maybe, maybe the NFL doesn't care, but I just feel like the <laughs> NFL is going to have to suspend him for some portion of the season. Um, yeah. And I think that's why. Yeah, and I think that's why they haven't moved them yet. Also, you know, like did you see the 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 podcast that came out today, Jeremy? Yeah, I saw his thing where he wants to go to like a cubicle and laugh or boo people or something like that. Well, well, he. I I mean, the way he was the way he was talking was just very much past tense. Yeah, like he doesn't want to be there. I know that. He doesn't. I mean, I'm not there. playing if I'm him, right? They ha- they're guaranteed to pay me money for me to be there. Like, I'm not I'm not playing in a game if I'm Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I I know that you know he's he, he's he's under contract, and they they may you know they may hold him to that. But yeah, I, I just I my cousin said the same thing of just Baker's not going anywhere. They're going to keep him as insurance. Um, if somebody gets hurt, they can trade him. Or somebody puts up an offer, but they're not going to trade him unless somebody gets an offer because Watson's probably going to be suspended. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I think that he gets moved on draft day. I think right now people are just kind of, they're going to see how the draft falls out. And you could easily see Baker Mayfield move day two when, okay, we didn't get the quarterback we wanted, or, you know, we decided we want, we, we got the tackle we wanted and we can go like, instead of going and taking, um, you know, whoever it was that you wanted, you know, let's say Iki Aquanu falls to six. We'll go take Iki Aquanu and we can get a fourth rounder for Baker Mayfield. Let's do that instead of getting Kenny Pickett or whatever it is. Um, or, or Seattle, they got plenty of draft capital. They could, you know, they could move, move somebody. They're not going to move pick nine. It's probably going to be a third round pick or something like that. Based on what people are saying, it may be cheaper than that. Yeah, I could see that. I have Seattle taking a quarterback in the second round, but I could see him going after Baker instead. Um, but yeah. So Drake London and Traylon Burks. So we got big bodied receivers to go one and two. Then we got Garrett Wilson. I have Garrett Wilson as my number one receiver. Do both of you? I do. Uh, yeah. And then Jamison Williams at 108. Then Isaiah Spiller at at the 109. So in your rookie drafts, you know, Spiller might go up just because necessity, which means these good receivers are going to go down the board, whether it's Wilson, Williams, or Burks. Um, I think most likely at that 109 spot, you're more more likely looking at Williams or Burks that fell down the board because um, you know, because Spiller went up because someone needed a running back. I took Chris Olave at 110, Matt Corral at 111, then Sky Moore at 112. We talked about Sky Moore. What are your guys' thoughts on Chris Olave? Um, at first, I was really mad at him for going back for his senior year. Um, I don't think he necessarily helped himself by going back. Um, but I still think he's a top five receiver in this class. Well, top six, I think is where I have him. Um I think he's a really good separator. He's really fast. And I just think that Olave is going to be a steal at 110. Um, I think he might slide up depending where he lands. Uh, 
I like him. I think he's built for today's NFL. So I think that he's going to be just fine. Yeah, he, he looks real skinny. And then you remember, like, CeeDee Lamb is not a big dude. Um, you know, I'm not calling him CeeDee Lamb at all. But this whole BMI thing, it's just like we're seeing skinnier and skinnier receivers do it. And, you know, Justin Jefferson is not a huge dude. Um, I, I really like Alave, and I think he's a good mix of speed and route running. He, he honestly could be this year's Justin Jefferson. You know? he's, not as, he's not as polished as Devonta Smith, but, like, I, I think he's very close to a Devonta Smith in yeah. types of running uh, route running chops and stuff like that. Honestly, I think you could argue he's the most polished receiver in this class. Yeah, you know, I mean, class, his upside probably class. isn't as high. But... If if Chris Olave was the the second receiver off the board, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be surprised if he was the number one. I would not be surprised if Chris Olave was the second receiver off the board. I don't know. That forty time really got people happy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one, just because of the speed. Just like there's even talks now, Jamison Williams being the first guy off the board. You know, speed kills. We saw with Henry Ruggs when he got taken. Not like that was a terrible word play there. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant in the NFL, they want that speed, and it's like a uh, – so they're searching for that. We saw Henry Ruggs wasn't a high guy in that draft class, and then the NFL took him higher because the um, speed is there. We saw it again last year. You know, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle was way up there. Just, again, the speed element to a player's game is important, and that's where Jamison Williams come in, comes in is he's so fast, and as well as Chris Olave, you know. I mean – Burks was pretty fast for his size, but he's not that speed. You know, Garrett Wilson yeah. had some decent speed, but again, he's not that burner burner so, where Williams and Olave is. So Lamb is Lamb is two inches and ten pounds on Olave. Um, he doesn't look it. Uh, I mean, the two inches maybe, but man, Ceedee Lamb look just looks he looks <laughs> super super skinny. He he um, he looks look super skinny. Um, with you know with the draft, that's our first round. Um, the next round, Rashad White, George Pickens, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Um, right there, you know, you finish off the the quarterbacks. I have Desmond Ritter. I I, I think draft capital is going to be a big thing. I think Ritter's rising, and I I got him as my number two, and that's just because I think he's going to get the draft capital. I, I think he could go over Pickett. Um, there's just a lot of hype on him. Um, people like his his athleticism, and. You know, I think this is you know this is fantasy football. I, I think he, you know, because of his rushing ability, can have you know have a higher ceiling than Kenny Pickett, and that's why I moved him up. Um, what, what are you guys' thoughts on, on Desmond Ritter? I mean, I think you said it for me, Desmond. I have Sam Howell actually above Desmond Ritter because I also think that they're both really athletic and they have some floor to them. Um, I like the unknown of Sam Howell, Sam Howell in this quarterback class just because he's been a quarterback less time and I think Mac Mac Brown really hurt him last year by just having no talent and turning him into a running back in the quarterback position um but I think they're they're both they both fit the mold of somebody with high upside and potentially if it if if you strike lightning then you got somebody yeah I mean what coach said right there I mean people are just getting blown away by the interview process they they like Ritter's maturity and his demeanor, um, you know, and, and that, that it's something that you see some of these other you see the issues going on with Baker Mayfield. They said they didn't want 
they want them, they want an adult at quarterback. Interesting move by going over with someone that has all these concerns legally. But if you want a mature quarterback as a GM and not have to deal with some of these other issues, it sounds like Ritter is is definitely somebody that that you're looking for. And you know he's you know, he they was a pretty good Cincinnati team, but Desmond Ritter, you know he he definitely did a good job with you know the talent that was around him. And I know he, he people say he got exposed during the Alabama game. At the end of the day, I mean that offensive line was just overwhelmed. And the difference between Cincinnati and Alabama is like Alabama, when they bring on their second day, like their second wave of players, they're just as good as the first. And there's a huge gap between the first, you know, the players that Cincinnati has on their first string. If they when they get gassed and bring in the second teamers. It's not the same thing that Alabama can do. And they just got overwhelmed. That that you know, it's really hard to judge Ritter based on that. Obviously, you want to see him play well against Alabama, but I just you know, he just did not. I don't think he had a chance. So, what do you guys think? Uh, Desmond Ritter as a top two quarterback in the draft, and what uh, <laughs> and what type of weed do they smoke? I don't smoke oh, weed. I don't smoke weed, but I, I think it could happen, man. I think it could happen. Do I think, you know, do do I think he's the second best quarterback in this class? No. Um, do I really know who's the best quarterback in this class is? I don't know. I mean, I think we're shooting for upside with these guys. Kenny Pickett, um, the turnovers are concerning. Um, it's not even the hands, it's the turnovers and things like that. That he he holds the ball really long. A lot of the like the concerns that they had with Justin Fields with the processing and decision making, it results in fumbles, big hits, things like that. He doesn't have the wheels Justin Fields has, and he doesn't have the arm that Justin Fields has. Um, I just that's my concern with with Kenny Pickett is some of those things um, that lead to those turnovers, and I think Desmond Ritter is uh, he's he's a, a smarter quarterback. I think he's he's more NFL ready than than Pickett is. I don't know as a second quarterback. I, I really have like these guys really paired off and like kind of it's two tiers, but they're kind of all five guys just paired together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes down to what the NFL likes. You know what I mean? And Desmond Ritter's got the speed and the pure physical attributes to it, as well as, like you said, he's now in the interview process, which is important, something we don't get to see unless you're in on the NFL. So I could see him, and he is definitely driving up. There's been talks of a top 20 quarterback. So it really depends on how the NFL views the rest of these guys. You know, Do we see all five of these guys go in the first round? You know, Or do we see four of them go in the first round? If that's the case, Desmond Ritter, I don't think. I mean, he could be. I really think that it's like, if he's I really think they're all just one big tier. I haven't broken up for like fantasy, but like in the NFL's eyes, I think it's just Pickett, Willis, Corral, Howell, and Ritter. Like they're just like, okay, these are all one tier. So literally anybody could go first. If he's sitting at 32, it makes too much sense for Detroit having a second second first round pick to make that make that call. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I like him falling at 32. I think 32 makes sense to me. Uh but he might go higher. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Garrison's on it. I mean, yesterday there was a report that all the NFL teams have a first-round grade on them. And, yeah, I mean, they were talking about that today. They were like, you know, there's some people that, you know, like if Baker Mayfield went in the second round instead of 101, we'd be looking at his career a lot different. But he went to 101, and he was overdrafted. And Sam Howell, who is a very similar player, is kind of getting beat up for it. But there, you know, people are, are kind of saying like some people think that these are all second round quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, they may be not top five rated quarterbacks, but they're still first round grades on some of these guys and they're going to go. And, you know, I was reading off some really, really bad draft classes and I, I don't know what the scouting reports on those. And I don't know what the, you know, the, the social media thought about them, but EJ Manuel as the number one quarterback in the draft. Chad Pennington is an one quarterback in the draft. The you know Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn was a, that oof. You know there there was some really really bad draft classes. Looking back at it, and in average draft class in the last twenty years, is three quarterbacks being drafted round one. These these drafts we've had recently with five quarterbacks in the draft is not a normal thing. We could only see two. But the average has been three. There's some that have one, some that have five. Average of three. And rarely is there more than two quarterbacks that actually pop. Right. And, yeah, our RIP Haskins, that's just that, I think that was, it's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I think that all four go in the first round. I really do. Um I just think there's a lot of teams with multiple picks on teams that need quarterbacks as well as just teams that need quarterbacks. You know, I, I think I, I still kind of hard set on Carolina just because I think Matt rules going for his job. I mean, they didn't say that they signed a big contract, but like there hasn't been many results there. So I don't know if he just takes that, that risk and goes with like that. Like that's where I think Kenny Pickett goes just because I think yeah. he's pro ready. Um, but you know, like new Orleans, I definitely think they don't make that deal that they made with Philadelphia. If they don't want a quarterback, in my opinion, 100%, I think they're taking a quarterback. I think Pittsburgh takes a quarterback. And like we said, Detroit at the end of the round, I think that they take someone there, whoever falls. I I don't think they're going to reach. I don't think Detroit's gonna, and, um, if if, like everybody's gone, then they'll go elsewhere. But I, I just really think four of them go in the first round. Yeah, I, I think Seattle's the other one that has me like really think because you can't go into the season with, with Drew Locke. And your only other option is trading for Baker Mayfield if you don't and you can't like they can't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't see that happening. It could, but really there's not many moves to make. I mean, I would love, love to see Gardner Minshew go over to Seattle and hang out <laughs> back on the West Coast. So if that happens, everybody, I want credit for that. But uh, that when would it be comes, a real great fit for them, to be honest. It would be great. We're better than Drew Locke. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I do think that you're going to see a trade, and I think you're going to see that that five to seven, you know, the Giants have two picks right there back-to-back. They're going to get out at one of those, and I think Carolina's going to get out. And I think that's where you could see the quarterback. And and Carolina, obviously, if you if you if you want your quarterback and he's your guy, then you go get him at six. But if you don't, you know, you're splitting hairs between Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral or Desmond Ritter, you trade back and you just, you know, you pay the cheaper price and you get some extra picks. 
because they need an offensive lineman in a very bad way. And they still use some defenders, but that offensive line is just, there's no one that's going to do well behind that offensive line, no matter who they pick out of this class. And, you know, if they roll out Sam Darnold, it's going to be the same problem. It's just, you know, you're just going to have a, a lot, a lot of problems and they have to create draft capital. And the best way to do that is to trade back. And like I said, the giants, I think um, teams that could trade up. So um, I'll post the, uh, the trade chart, but when you're looking at guys that are going to trade back, you look at teams that are, are, you know, don't have a second or third pick that are looking to acquire one. And the teams that are going to trade up, those are the ones that have those extra seconds, extra thirds, extra fourths. So you look at teams that have that extra draft capital that could trade up. You know, the Ravens are one. Like I said, they have a bunch of those compensatory picks like they do every single year. They're a team that could trade up. Um, I did a mock draft. I actually have the Minnesota Vikings trading to the seventh spot with the Giants so they can go back to LSU and they can get Derek Stingley and the Giants trade back. Um, I think that they're a team that could move up. I think Baltimore could move up. Pittsburgh's going to be interesting because if they really like Malik Willis, I think they're going to have to get ahead of some people. Um, if if Malik Willis is sitting there at the you know 10-11 spot, I think they make the move if he makes it past Carolina, past you know the Falcons, and past um, Seattle because they're going to want to he- get ahead of the Saints and um, you know go from there. So before we get out of here, just want to talk about the third round, fourth round guys. Anybody in this third round that you you know you feel like is uh, is a steal? I know there's one guy for me, but I'll let Justin go first. Um, I really like uh, what I'm hearing about Calvin Austin. I think he's one that can actually fly under the radar a little bit. He's got some super athletic uh, athletic profile coming into the draft. He's smaller, obviously, five eight, super small. Um, but he's, he's kind of a, he's like a five eight one seventy guy, but he really can burn. Um, and I think he's really interesting, uh, because he won on the outside in college. And I think he potentially has the ability to win on the outside in the NFL. So I think you could move him around the formation. He's interesting in the third round for a flyer and I'll leave the other one. I think Jeremy's going to go with for him. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, me is John Mechie. I think uh, John Mechie out of Alabama is just a really good route runner. Uh, he's not got he doesn't have the crazy burning speed that his teammate Jamison Williams has, but he's just another polished Alabama wide receiver that I think can win mostly probably from the slot. He's probably a slot guy at the NFL level, but I think in the in a nice landing spot where he can get a good role. Um, I think John Mechie's going to be a really good steal. And he, he's been going right around where I got him um, in that 3-4, that early third round. Kind of seems like where he falls to in a lot of these rookie mocks that I've done. So I just really think right there is a good spot to take that flyer um, if you're not going wide receiver or you're not going with the running back theory that I told or said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot to like about him because, again, he's another guy that the NFL I think is going to like. I think he might go in the second round. Uh, just because of the separation ability that he creates um, in his routes. Yeah, and for me, it's it's all the running backs that are in that third round. Right. Um, I, I feel like you could you could easily see Pierre Strong go out, be you know at the beginning of the second round, and I wouldn't have questioned it. So to get him there, um, 
I was looking for him, but he was gone when Alex Alec Pierce went. Um, Brian Robinson is, you know, a top five, seven back on a lot of people's boards. Kyron Williams, was he's, I mean, I've seen Kyle Yates had him as his number one running back. Um, I don't know if he, I don't think he still does, but like Kyron Williams at the three, two, James Cook at the three, five. I think those are guys where in a, in a, every single dynasty team is starving for running backs to get those guys in the third round is just, you know, I just, I don't know if that's going to happen after the draft, but if you can get any of those guys in the third round, I think that's massive, uh, massive steals. Yeah. I think those guys are probably earlier. Um, I think Justin Ross and Jalen Tolbert in the second round were a little early um, from what I've seen from mock drafts. I feel like those are more third round receivers. Uh-huh. Um, but it's all depending on your league mates and who they like. And obviously landing spots going to change everything, but cook's usually a second rounder. Um, in most drafts I've seen Kyron Williams kind of seems where he's been falling. Uh, and the rest, I think they, they're about where they're going to be. And this is where I said that, you know, like everything you just said, you know, you look at this third round, like that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. all these running backs could become lead guys or have a really good role in some type of committee. So, that's why I just feel like going with the running backs makes a ton of sense in the third and fourth round. Just the well, dark throws. Like well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this. I did my running back ranking show earlier. I did it on Sunday, and I had Angelo um, on from Angelo Analysis, and he's got Pierre Strong as his number two running back. So hmm. he would definitely look at that board and, and see that. So something him and I talked about was – you know, ADP is just a market uh-huh. that that's not a ranking. So you take your ranking and you compare it with the ADP and that's where you find your values. You know, you go, okay, you know, Pierre Strong, maybe his number two, but his ADP is, you know, we'll say 301. Okay. Well, that's average draft position. So it means he's probably in the two, five to three, five range. So that's where you got to go if you want to get them. So if you want to trade up or you have to trade up, go grab them. But remember, the ADP is an average. That means somebody's taking them a little bit higher, a little bit lower. But you can get a value there. You don't have to take him in the first round, even though he's your second ranked you know, running back, because you know you can get him in that 2-5, five, 3-5 five range. So we kind of just talked a little bit about that and and how to you know develop your boards. But he's very, very uh, high on Pierre Strong. And uh, I think that that's uh, it's going to be very, uh, very. He's going to be a fun player to see how how high he goes. Um, and again, I think it's really just comes down to flavor. Like Damian Pierce, he was talking about him as he's sturdy. He's he's like, oh, like Anderson. He's like five eight two thirty with just this huge like bowling ball kind of a build. I could and see. Running style. <laughs> he, he, I, I could definitely. Um, I could definitely see the, you know, him being a goal line back somewhere. Um, Brian Robinson, he's a big dude. I could see him going as the heir apparent to Derrick Henry. I could see him going with the being a, a sidekick to, you know, being a goon to go next to Austin Eckler. Um, Zamir White, he's another guy. He's a bull. These guys are bullies. If you watch them play, they have a brand of football that is nasty. And um, then you see James White, who is off the nest. 
Um, and then Kyron Williams, what you know, what he talked about with him was Kyron Williams might be the best. He might be the best pass protector Hands in this down. draft. And you know, his build is a lot different than James Cook. James Cook is very light frame, kind of a basketball build. He's not a great run blocker, a pass blocker, but Kyron Williams is. And pass blocking gets you on the field. If you you saw we saw Tyson Williams last year, week one we're like, man, who is this guy? He's going to be the you know waiver wire pickup of the week. He let Lamar Jackson get hit in that game, and we didn't see the dude ever again. <laughs> I mean, we seriously like a la Antonio Gibson. A la Antonio Gibson. I mean, run blocking is important, and if you can't do it, then JD McKissick's going to steal your shine. Um, James White's going to be out there. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of guys that they just can't do it. So, um, I appreciate you guys being on. This is a lot of fun. Um, it's always fun doing the, doing the show with you guys. Always fun going over the rookies. Uh, let's do it again after the, uh, after the draft. Yeah. Always fun boys. Good to see you. All right. Have a good one. Garrison coach. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys.